And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to our Dexter After Show. This is going to be our Dexter After Show for Dexter New Blood. Say hello to everybody, Charlie. Hello. And tonight's the night. Tonight's the night that we're going to be reviewing this uh, show. We've been excited for this uh, since it was announced back in October of last year. And now it's finally here. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of meat that we have to get into with this whole entire deal. But before we get into this, I just want to mention a couple of small, little small things dealing with this episode. Like, for instance, this episode is called Cold Snap. Um, basically, this takes place 10 years after the events that happened in Florida during Hurricane Laura. Now, Dexter is living in Iron Lake, New York, in the fictional town of uh, Iron Lake, New York. And so now we see basically a different version of Dexter putting on a fake mask for everyone to see. Also, too, Deb is reintroduced into this show. And I have a theory. Charlie has his theory as to what it is. You guys can decide on how you guys want to agree with Charlie and I or anything. But you can also debate about that amongst yourself on Twitter, at, on our Twitter feeds at Movie Lovers Unit. And we'll respond to you right away on that. But my theory is this. Deb is now part of Dexter's subconsciousness, also part of his conscience, and also to Dexter's feeling guilt and shame over the events that happened in Florida and during Hurricane uh, Laura. And therefore, now Deb is now taking Harry's spot. And now she there's actually a scene where she takes a bullet out of her stomach and to signify every all the blood that was on Dexter's hands. She talked about LaGretta. She talked about Dokes. She talked about several other people. Rita. Yeah, LaGretta. And, you no, know. No, Rita, his wife. Rita. Yeah, Rita. Yeah. Thank you. Because I said LaGretta. I said, yeah. And so my thing was this. Uh, so, th of course, this is going to be like the rebirth of Dexter. <laughs> and so what I was thinking was, since they didn't like that horrible ending to uh, season eight, I was thinking that they were just going to go on ahead, forget about the fact that Deborah was in a coma and all that other stuff. I'm thinking that they're just going to go based off the gunshot wound that she suffered in the hospital. So therefore she's showing the bullet to represent the fact that she died because of the bullet that killed her. And Dexter was responsible because of the events that happened in season eight with the serial killer called the brain surgeon. But Charlie has his own theory on it. I'm going to let him pass it back over to him for a minute. Uh, before I get into it, anyway, that's listening to the show, do not worry. John and I will cover the other seasons leading up to this. We just, we ran out of time. Let's just say that. We ran out of time. We got so busy doing other stuff. We will be covering the good season of Dexter, season four, sometime soon. We can't give you an estimated time frame, but we will be covering the other seasons. So if you're wondering, what happened in season eight? Well, we'll be, co like, we'll be covering that later on. Um, and I think we're just covering because we wanted to stay current with this current season because everybody's so hyped for it. But don't worry. If you're wondering what happens to seasons four through eight, don't worry. We'll begin to that. But my theory is, I don't even know, honestly, my theory for this. Like, I think Deb just did it for dramatic effect just to scare the crap out of Dexter or AKA in this, in this, in this new town, Jim Lindsay. Um, okay. How do you come up with the name Jim Lindsay, JL? Like, and I don't know. Um, that's actually a tip of the hat to the uh, to the person that wrote the Dexter novels. Oh, so okay. 
James Lindsay's actually the um the author of the books. So this oh, is like okay. a little bit of a tip of a hat to the author because without the author, we wouldn't have had uh, Dexter. Okay, I think Deb just did it for dramatic effect with the bullet. Like again, I don't even know. I think like I think they're they, they're acknowledging that. I mean, because because uh, you saw Deb come like in that and like later on in the episode where Dexter's having the dream. Of where he's pulling Deb out of the water, and she's wearing, still wearing the 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 uh, the the the, uh, the gown from the hospital. I don't know. I don't think she died from the like the bullet because, and like, I don't know if they're still doing the fact that she had surgery and it was successful surgery, and how it went from successful surgery to her having a massive stroke to then brain dead. I don't know. I think Deb's doing it for dramatic effect just because just to prove a point that anybody, anything you touch dies. So she's pretty much telling she just, he wants Dexter to be a bad, like she just wants Dexter to be a bad father because he's been a bad, he was a bad husband supposedly again. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like I think they were doing this, doing it for dramatic effect or again, I don't know. Like I don't think it had Dexter really didn't have anything to do with the killing of Deb. I think it was just, I think it was just lazy writing to be honest, like, cause yeah, I mean, the fact that the, the writer of this, this season left the show after the best season of the show, season four. So, and then the show just went off the rails. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're trying to write it or, or just they're acknowledging it. Like, cause I think that's what the, that they said, we're not going to re- erase what happens in season eight. We're acknowledging it and this moving on from it. I think that I think so. That I think they're kind of they're they're acknowledging that Deb died, but I don't think the bullet like her doing the bullet had anything. No, she didn't die from the bullet. I think she died from the ma- she the massive stroke caused her to be brain dead from whatever happened in the surgery after they said it was successful. Yeah, again, I don't know. I think it was just lazy writing, to be honest. <laughs> okay. So, with that being said, uh, this actually opens up to Dexter uh, hunting in the woods to the song Iggy Pop, the song by Iggy Pop called Just the Passenger. And I like the lyrics that they chose for and the song that they chose for it. It says, I am a passenger and I ride and I ride. I ride through the city's backsides. I see the stars come out of the sky. Yeah, they're bright in the hollow sky. You know what looks so good tonight i am the passenger i stay under glass i look through my window so bright i see the stars come out tonight i see the bright and hollow sky over the city's ripped back sky and everything looks good tonight uh and then of course it says singing la 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 getting in the car will be the passenger and we'll ride through the city tonight and this is actually perfect foreshadowing for this season considering the fact we have him and he's always mentioning the dark passenger and the dark passenger rides with them and rides through the city uh, backsides. And this is a city that's a small city compared to Miami and everything, but he's still riding through the city with the dark passenger passenger. He says he sees the stars come out of the sky. He actually can see stars now because of the fact that he lives in this small area in this woodsy ice, uh, small town city. Um, but also, too, it says, I am the pastor. I am, I say, under glass. That, to me, refers to him do, having his little signature mark of leaving a scar on someone's face and having it in one of those slides. And he also lives under glass. In other words, is I'm thinking he's tiptoeing through the glass and tiptoeing through this town with someone hopefully not noticing what he's doing. 
but, but like I said, this is just me being a little bit of a uh, foreshadowing nerd. <laughs> and also, too, this is me just being a geek and, and doing back and forth stuff on how it matches up with the show. And then, of course, there's also this other part, too. Get into the car. We'll be the passenger. We'll drive through the city tonight. See the city's ripped backsides. We'll go to the bright and hollow sky. That to me, once again, is foreshadowing of the black, that, uh, the dark passenger. We'll ride through the city tonight. Well, in other words, is him and the dark passenger are going to be riding through the city tonight. That also that's what represents it. But still, this is me being a nerd. But another thing that I want to mention is this. Um, like I said before, he's chasing down this deer, this albino deer, and he's looking at it through us from his sniper rifle. He doesn't take it. We're wondering what's going on because number one, we're used to Dexter talking in first person, and this in narration. There's no narration. There's no first person. There's no Dexter theme song. So this is a slow build show. They're taking their time to give us this uh, show and also to giving us some great stuff in the process of getting to know this version of Dexter, which is something that I do appreciate what they're doing. But what about you? I mean, what did you think about the opening scene alone? I mean, I know it might have been a little yeah. bit different for you. Um, Like, I mean, him like running for and trying to sh can't shoot the deer. I was like, okay. Because Dexter, again, hasn't killed in, like, 10 years mm -hmm. or ho however long it did for a kill. So, of course, missing stuff. I think it felt weird not having that opening because I've seen all the episodes up to that. Yeah. And, like, it just feels weird. As, and then I think it would be – wasn't it – wouldn't it be third-person narration? I'm speaking – Yeah, third-person. Yeah, yeah third-person. Yeah. Third, yeah. So, he, yeah, and the narration, it was, like, it was kind of weird. And then seeing him of all the farm animals, like, I had to rewind a couple of times because that one animal of the goat, <laughs> I looked like kind of looked like a gimp, kind of like the gimp costume, like the, the eyes of that kind of looked like. Is this is this really good or is it just a sex puppet? I don't know. It oh was, my it, god! It looked, it looked so weird. It looked it, it looked like a gimp outfit, and I was like, "What what's the going on?" Is that really me. Or, or what? I don't know. Like I, I I was so I was like, "Did I just did I see that correctly?" And then Dexter's a Dexter's a farmer now. And I was like, okay, this is this is and like because I miss him not being in Miami. I miss him in there. I miss him wearing the uh, the Hawaiian kind of shirts he always wears. I mean, at least they brought the him bringing a, like a, a dessert instead of the donuts at Cinnabons or whatever it is. And it's I kind of miss that aspect to it. So it's just it, it it's taken a while to get used to. And then it's just like and then and then it's how he lives alone. And then all of a sudden you see Deb. Deb, a, a Deb appear and talking about like you ready tonight and him dancing. It's like, what is going on? This is not De this is not the Dexter Morgan of all. Him line dancing, him having fun. Everybody knows his name. Mm -hmm. This is this is not his persona. So well, it's a little weird to get used to. It um, is a little different, but it also makes sense as well. Because think of it like this. You're living in a small town. Small town people are going to know everybody in that small town. So therefore, he has to try to adapt into a small town environment. So I like how the fact everybody likes him. And everybody knows him. And then also, too, he's also banging Angie, uh, Angela, in this uh, in the beginning uh, of the episode. She pulled, yeah. He winds up banging the cop. And you can tell this is a small town because I can picture what our small town would actually be like because I do live in a small town. Uh, uh, so and so's uh, pies got stolen. 
There was also some other little miscellaneous stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, happened. I know. I remember you, you said that when we reacted to the trailer that the uh, that YouTube blocked for us, and I was like, and I was like, on that when we did a reaction, you mentioned that. I'm like, okay, the cops following him, pulling him over, and then they make out like. Yeah. Really? And it's such a small town that you do that. And then Yeah. And how word gets around fast. Yep. Like, like, I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's 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 instant, but it's also kind of creepy. And, welcome to my world. <laughs> but uh but yeah, it's just I don't know. For me, it was took a little while to get used to because it's like mm-hmm. again, we haven't seen Dexter in like since whenever the last season ended. We haven't seen that in years, and it, I don't know. It just takes a while, get a little while to get used to him in the cold environment, like him fishing, like right. him chopping wood, or um, and then and then sharpening him, the uh, going going ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, sh- sharpening the knives. Well, that was his element, sharpening the knives. That was his element, and then him staring at the guy that's butchering the animal, and him just like staring at the blood, and it's like, is like, uh oh. And then and he's like, okay, here you go, buddy. Oh, d- oh, Mr. Lin's like, oh, Jim, yeah, man, you're this lifesaver. I don't know. I, I'm so used to the word Dexter, not Jim Lindsay. It's just, right. It's, just, it's weird. And you know what, though? I like the fact, too, I even said this about, about that, too. Dexter's just putting on a mask, covering up who he really is. Because remember season one of Dexter, he goes, I love Halloween. It's my favorite time of the year. Because everybody's dressed up, dresses up mm-hmm. in mask, but I get to wear one all the time, and that's all he does is he's wearing a mask to cover up everything that he did back in Miami, and everybody knows him. He's putting up a front. He's smiling at everybody. Also, too, he's sharpening the butcher knives and stuff like that. And to me, that felt a little bit out of the element. It says, "Yeah, he had a butcher knife and everything in his thing," but the if you notice though, the kit itself it's smaller and it's different. And it looks more like a professional person sharpening the knives rather than him going out and killing somebody or anything like that now because he hasn't killed anyone in 10 years. Then he also works at this other place that's a gun shop and a knife shop, (laughs) conveniently. And he also uses those weapons for his own self Mm -hmm. and everything too. But I like how... He goes into the shop at first, he kn- and he also has the uh, gourmet of uh, donuts. That's what I thought it was because th- I think it's cinnabons. Okay, I think so they, cinnabons. I think it, they looked like cinnamon rolls. I think okay. they, they each want to have a different flavor. They didn't like because the donut ones, the box, same box, same colored box. So yeah. it looked like it's the same place, but I think it the box was like bigger. I think it was more That's rectangular. True. This was this was a square one, so I think it's cinnamon rolls. But okay. again, I'm not a hundred. <laughs> right, I, I think so. Well, we're not going to debate on cinnamon no. rolls and donuts. That's inside the point. Well, but... one's got a hole, one doesn't. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Oh come on! You're gonna be you're gonna be doing your. Uh, you just, we're not going to be talking okay, about you, that yet. <laughs> no, yeah, you you will get to that. But I mean, it's it, but, like I'm just starting it up. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. This show's all, only 15, 16 minutes in, and we're already off the rails a little bit. But <laughs> that's not a surprise over here. But you know, I, and also too, it makes me sad not to have that back and forth with Masuka in the police station, especially because mm-hmm. thanks Dexter for the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and walks off. 
But also, too, I like how Dexter sits down by himself at first, and he's just he's like he's bored out of his mind, just going around in his in his chair, spinning himself around, mm-hmm. and then his boss comes in. And him and his partner are both getting a dog. And he goes, oh, thank you, Dex, for these lovely uh, gourmets. I'm just using that. I'm not going for verbatim. Was it a dog or is it a kid? I don't know. It was actually a, it was a dog. It was? Okay. I don't know. I, I, that one was like, I wasn't, I was zoned out during that part because I think the only character I really care for is is Dexter slash Jim Lindsay. Because I I think the, the owner of the shop, I think. I mean, he's probably going to get some killed later on again. Again, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. So I, I kind of zoned out during that part. Yeah, I can it was a dog. Check on that. Yeah, it was a dog. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely a dog because I watched it three times today. Okay. For the Just for this review, I watched the, the, the show three times. <laughs> and also, too, uh, I like how everybody knows that him and Angela are together. Him and the cop. Yeah, or, or boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> hey, Dex, how are you and Angela doing? I heard, I heard that, uh, I heard you guys are doing okay. Was it good or was it bad? <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. And then, of course, he's going over to, uh, over to the sheriff's uh, uh, building after everything that happened inside the shop. But then we wind up having this douchebag that comes in oh. a old ball bag of a he rich kid. Die. Yes, his name is Matt. <laughs> I call him a ball dag for a reason. But what Matt does is he goes into the shop and he tells Dexter, I need a hunting knife. So he gives him the hunting knife. He shows him the hunting knife. Yes, this will be good for skinning uh, deer. But now I need a rifle and my friend has a better rifle than I do. And I can't let him show me up or anything. So I need something better. So Dexter shows him this, this rifle, this assault rifle. And he goes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. And he goes, well, um, okay. So he takes, Dexter takes his information. And then he says, well, there's a 24 hold on it because 24 hour hold on the gun because of your background check. After the background check clears, if it clears, you get the gun. And then he's trying to, he's acting like Matt to me acts like that he's above the law. Like because he's rich and his dad and grew up in the same town and everything and sh- explained to Dexter his lineage and his background to him in every single picture at that shop, saying, "Oh, I was on the baseball team. I was on uh, I was on this team and that team," and Dex could, couldn't care less about that. But rules are rules. He's not going to bend the rules for anybody. He puts the gun back on the shelf and then the match just gets pissed off. But yeah. what did you think? Pretty much, Matt was a douchebag. Like, I knew going in, he was one of those frat boys that mm-hmm. that his daddy owns money. His dad's governor. He's only like the governor does everything. Just shows you that I'm pretty. The governor's corrupt. Like, and we like we're about like we're about to get more information on the governor, but uh, he he's corrupt and he like and then we'll I mean we later find out and we'll get to that. But the hold on the FBI, like this kid's an idiot because I luckily the kid doesn't know. Dexter used to work for a police station. He was blood. He was a blood splatter expert. He knows the what the laws are, and he knows about a hold. And I think it was an FBI had a hold for twenty four hours. So, and then like we didn't know. And then then of course the uh, the douchebag Matt comes up and tries to almost stab the uh, stab stab his friend. I don't think they were friends. I think he was probably paying him or whatever. Again, I don't know. It's just. 
those guys were just bad people. And Dexter knew, knew like, sums up with these guys. And the guy's like, come on, man. Can't you bend the rules? Don't you want to have fun? Like, can you, don't you want to go to my party or whatever? Like, he's trying to get Dexter to go to a party. And Dexter's like, right. I ain't going. But, yeah, it's just suddenly how after Dexter leaves and he goes to see the uh, – goes to the sheriff's office now everybody knows about the whole and he's like oh matt's a great kid just this shows you how oblivious in the scene everybody say that matt's a great kid this reminds me of the town in the hot fuzz about, you see, oh, yeah, nothing bad ever happens here and yet something bad always happens here because there's a serial killer on the loose that's hunting women um and so we don't know we, we, didn't, we didn't find out anything about that aspect to it in this episode I think will be brought on later on. Um, and I just thought like, okay, it's definitely not Dexter. Dexter only hurts the people that deserve it. And none of those girls probably deserve it. So I'm interested. I mm. think it's the governor, to be honest. If I'm doing, if we're doing theories. I think it's the governor that's killing these people. Uh, yes. I uh, guess, baby is this is the new season of Dexter. Uh, Brandy asked me that question. Okay, but but um, let me, but that's let me just my theory. But go ahead. Okay. So here's the thing: when it comes down to that small town, and with them saying that, I was thinking of more of them being sarcastic, in a sense, because of the fact that he was he because he went to school. He was in uh, let's see, he was actually a stockbroker, a frat guy, frat guy, and stuff like that. Oh, he's a great guy. And everything. I was thinking that they were being sarcastic because it's a small town. Because it's a small town, they know how the guy actually is. But that's just me thinking. But this, by the way, guys, this also feels like a little bit of Fargo and uh, the movie Fargo or the TV series Fargo because of the coldness of this. This also has a very, like I said, this has a very small build to it. If you guys are used to like a quick paced show from Dexter, this has more of a slow build, which is something I like about it. But as far as the governor goes and stuff, I don't know, man. I mean, it feels like total cliche. But then again, I need to see more before I go into theories on it. Because it's, right now, it's too soon uh, until I see it. But it might actually go into my speculation, though, on what I said in the trailer reaction, that there has to be something more to the governor, remember? Yeah, briefly. Then again, I think that was the one that got... Uh... Yeah, our... our... Well, I think that was got one that got but I want to say that he's probably gets his son investigating the mayor, the governor, though. But that's just my speculation on it. But like I said, right now, going into it too soon to tell where they're going with it, you know, with um, if it's him or not. But it's a good theory. I'm not going to put that aside. But right now, I just feel I like I need to see more. I think that's what they're going for. Like, I mean, I, I, again, I think because the governor's corrupt. Like, he's corrupt. Mm. And and the fact that he was the one that covered up for his son and he paid off the jury for the boat trip, the boat trip that killed all those people and that his son got off on it. And that's why I think, and then they're, they hold, I think the governor is a serial killer because I think he was trying to cover up for his son, but he was really this, he's using that as an excuse so he can do it. Like, there's a reason there's a, I think in the plot description where I think it was like when they first announced this show that they're looking that that the mayor is, or, or the governor or whoever the guy's son is, he is really a killer and Dexter's trying to, is going to get him. Like, I think 
that makes sense because everybody, everybody, oh yeah, he's well liked. That's his cover. He's well liked, and yet he's going to be doing all these killings. I think it was very, it, it, it seems very familiar to the uh, the movie The Frozen, The Frozen Ground with Nicolas Cage and John Cusack. Cusack's a serial killer in a sense, but he was a well known like in the town. He does stuff for the town. He's very well liked. He he does charity things. But in the secret, he's he's kidnap he kidnaps and kills women. I think if they're going basis off that, I think the governor is the killer. I think the governor's killing all these women, and I I think and Dexter's going to find out about that. But um, because if the sons, the like the sons' antics are like that, you can only expect that the same from the like because the fall the the apple doesn't far from from the tree. But I think the governor is definitely, I think he's the killer and the, the kidnapper of all these women. Um, and I think the truth's coming. I think the truth will come out there. But he's he's he, he, I think he's a killer, and that's why I think Dexter's gonna have to get him. Okay, that's not a bad theory or anything like that. Um, I also want to talk about something else though too. You were talking about the whole square dancing thing and things like that, dancing to uh, "Part of Glass," which is a blond- old Blondie song from the '80s and stuff like that. Don't forget though, we also seen him dance at a high school reunion. As well, to, I, uh, I forgot. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. Like that was the season after it was like after Rita died, and I just like that's when this all went downhill. So I, I might have not remembered that. It's been a long yeah. time since I've seen that season, so I may not have picked up. But I think it was more just he's he was doing it because it was part of his cover. But I think this one he's just more free willing it, you know, like just hanging it out, like and it's just like. That the one in the in the, in the homecoming dance was prior. There was prior reason he was doing it. It was prior reason. This one is just like just to have fun. It's just two different versions of Dexter, and it just felt weird. <laughs> right. Also, too, I want to mention this though. Um, with the twenty four hour after the twenty four hour hold that night, Dexter goes on a date with Angela at a bar. Their date is interrupted when Angela's daughter invites her friends to her house, forcing Angela to leave early at the bar. Dexter is approached again by Matt. Because don't forget, Matt at this point is also buying rounds for everybody and getting loaded. And he goes, hey, D- hey, Mr. Lindsay, man, why, you know, why don't you come over to my house tomorrow? And we're having a party, but I know you're with 5-0 over there, but you can't bring her because... Because you know, we're gonna be uh getting loaded. Yeah. So no five oh. And and I also remember when Dexter is also going over to the bar and he's then of course the bartender goes, Well, Mr. Lanzi, um Matt's paying for everything because I don't care. Put it on my tab anyways. Yeah. So he doesn't want any part of Matt. He just wants to stay to himself like he always does. Yeah. And so Matt is just inviting more trouble with him. And he goes, even his own friend. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So, and the other part that he also is like, hey, Mr. Lindsay, let's go to your, let's go to the gun shop now and you give me the gun. And, and then Jim's like, no, we got to wait for that hold. Oh, come on, man. You're such a buzzkill. Like he really wanted that gun. And it's just like, and then it's like, does he, and then like the guy was such an, he's just a brat. And I just wanted somebody to shoot him to be honest, because he deserved to get shot by that same gun. But luckily he didn't do that, but we'll get to that later on. Right, and then after that happens, um, 
his, well, of course, you know, this is, of course, whenever it cuts into this other scene where basically we see a person arrives at the town with the help of a trucker. We don't know who that is yet. Seemingly taking an interest in Dexter's the next day. Dexter goes hunting again, but feels like, like he's being watched. Uh, finding footsteps in the snow, he expresses his concerns to Deborah, but she tells him to adhere to his new life and pretty much just telling him just focus in on what he needs to be focused in on. He said, she said, Dex, uh, you haven't killed anyone in a, over a fucking 10 years. You're doing great. So don't uh, focus your attention on anything else, but what you're doing. And so after that winds up happening, uh, this is of course the next, um, the next day, Dexter has to deliver the gun, the assault yeah, so, um, like, yeah, he has to deliver the gun. But before that, like, I think it's the night Dexter gets back, he notices somebody's in the house. And he's going for the house, and then he turns around and he goes, what the heck are you doing here? And, the, and it's, it's a kid. He turns around, and he goes, are you Dexter Morgan? And Jim is like, no one's, like, no, nobody of that one lives here. It's your son, Harrison. And, and this, and then like, and then Dexter like just like starts shocked, and that's when the Deb sequence shows up, telling Dex to you know ditch the kid because that's the classic Deb answer would be ditch the person or what the fuck you need to ditch him De- Dex or whatever. Um, but to go to your point when Deb says like you need to beep him, leave him alone. It, it's nice to hear, see Deb back. Because you miss the f bombs by Deb, she constantly traps the f bombs. So, so, so essentially, she's telling Dex to ditch the kid, and the kid's like, um, like yeah, and he's like he's scouting for the photo, and he Dex, and then Jim's like, um, I don't live, I nobody here lives by that name. So he gives he gives the kid some money, and then he tells him like you might want to get out of here, and then the kid leaves, and he starts walk, he's walking on his own, and Deb's like. Hannah, he's fine. He's he's safe with Hannah, which leads to the right. question of, is he though? Because we don't really know. They didn't really bring that up. Maybe they'll be later on in the show season, right? And I'm interested also, in what happened because the last time we saw Harrison, he was a kid. He was with Hannah there in London, right? How did he? Like again, it was ten years. So, but um, right, yeah. It also makes. And here's the thing. I just want to point this out to Charlie and everything. I felt like the part with Harrison was forced in there because I was thinking that they were going to introduce him maybe in the second episode or third episode, which to me makes more sense to do that, even though it's only a 10 episode show. I just feel like that them just saying, bam, there's Harrison. I wanted like a slow build into that part. And it was like not even 30 minutes, maybe about 20 minutes in, then all of a sudden we get Harrison back again. I, I Don't get me wrong, I like seeing Harrison. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's okay and wants to rekindle the relationship with his dad. I just wanted to see a little bit more meat from that before getting into it. But this also reminds me of Masuka whenever his daughter comes in, and he doesn't even know he has a daughter, but Dexter knows about Harrison. But mm-hmm. still, out of the blue, it kind of shocks uh, Masuka, and then this same type of shock feel happens with Dexter, and trying to rekindle a relationship with him. But in a sense, I could feel Deb not trying to be an asshole to uh, Dexter or anything like that. I think this is more of her trying to protect Dexter from the kid. Because every single thing that Dexter did, there was blood on his hands. Between uh, Rita dying, 
and everything else that happened, there was like a lot of blood that was on his hands that he has to, that he's responsible for. And she just wants what's best for Dex. But you can tell as, as uh, Harrison's leaving that there's that guilt and shame and he wishes that he could do something more for Harrison rather than give him uh, 20 or 40 bucks and tell him, go on ahead, go to a shelter and leave out in town the next day. But, you know, and then Deb's telling him, you did the right thing. I don't feel like, I feel like in a sense that he did do the right thing, but at the same time, as a father, what do you do? Especially if you're a serial killer tugging on the emotions of that. Do I tell my son who hasn't seen me in God knows how long that I want a relationship with him but I'm hiding out because of things that I've done in my past. It's very complex. I like the complexity of it, of what they do. Yeah. I disagree. I think it's, again, since we're 10 episodes in, I think I like that they did it now because the whole idea of protecting Harrison, that's been the whole part of the show after he was born and after Rita was killed. Spoiler, anybody hasn't seen season four. It's, it's a, it's, that one's probably one of the most gruesome, like most shocking, upsetting in intense deaths you would ever see on TV. That that scene alone was probably one of the hardest scenes to film, and I don't blame them. It's a hard scene to watch. We'll get to that when we cover season four. But I like that because Dexter has to protect Harrison this whole time, and I think. And then the problem is, Deb's not really the one that best advice for kids because she never wanted kids. She hated kids. She like. I mean, she only cared for Harrison in a sense. I don't know. But Deb hated kids. She's like, I ain't having kids. Like she, she said that many times. I'm pretty sure throughout the show. So I don't think Deb was really the the best person for advice. And Dexter's still alive. Deb is dead. So I mean, I know she's trying to like help Dexter, but I think it's just like, um, he's he's doing like Dexter's doing with the bad. I mean, at the time, I I, I felt bad for Harrison because he's he looked so far to find his dad in the middle of nowhere. Um, cause it's like you can find a needle in a haystack, but he found him. I don't know how, but he did. But, um, and I, and then like, um, but I like at the end though, like, and we'll get to that, but I, 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 I agree. I like that they brought him in because all these new characters and Dexter is like fish out of water is fine and all, but I think you kind of, that's when you had to have some of the other characters come back into this, come into the full. Now that's what I liked about they introduced. And again, so if it's 13 episodes, sure. I would have said it's a little too soon. We're only 10 episodes and we got to get to that. We got to get to the media. We can't have any many filler episodes. And I think that's why it's being a small town. It's not going to make many filler episodes, which I'm happy for. But I think they had to get the ball rolling on this because I'm, I'm intrigued where this is going to go. But now back to douchebag getting the gun. <laughs> well, before we get to douchebag getting the gun, tonight is uh, the time night. for some lawn mowing. <laughs> yep, some lawn mowing 4.0. Lumberjack. <laughs> yes, the lumberjack. And also, too, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night that I shave my balls. Support for <laughs> Movie Love Tonight is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Champions of the world, Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their Fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Dexter even trusts Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Movie Loves Unite at Manscaped.com. 
And imagine this, Dexter shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time his favorite time in the bathroom before killing and slicing and dicing anybody into pieces in the bathroom. I'm what, and get this, let me just tell you this, and, man, and then I'll, one of the fir- I'm actually one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away with the performance. Um, the craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. You don't want to be nicking your balls or anything like that while you're shaving or anything. I hate that because I actually did that one time with the wrong trimmer, and I've been shaving with the wrong trimmer. Thanks to the lawnmower 4.0, I don't have to worry about nicking my balls or anything like that while I'm shaving or anything like that. You know what I mean, Charlie? I mean, I hate... That awkward, uh, that awkwardness in an emergency room if you're bleeding out from your ball sack, and then you have to explain to the doctor why you're ble- bleeding out from your ball sack. It's because of the fact I shaved a little close, doc. What do I do? He's going to tell me, you know what, you idiot? You should have used the lawnmower 4.0. That's what I use. That's what I prescribe for my patients whenever I want to please my woman and make me time the best time in the bathroom. That's what I want to use because I want you to have the best time in the bathroom. And also, too, Let me just tell you this. Manscaped Engineering is the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible uh, comfortable grooming experiences. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge chromatic blade blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. That's right. I never felt confident in my life. I had the worst experience. I had a sad experience to the point where I didn't, I wasn't singing to my balls. I wasn't singing to my boys, but with this one, you can sing just the two of us to your boys and you'll be just fine because you had the lawnmower 4.0 at your side, at your service, at your convenience. And like I said, you know, it's the best, is focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfortable grooming experience. The four generation trimmer features a cutting edge somatic blade. And also too, this is also another thing that's great about it. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch. That's always good. You don't want it to keep on going whenever you want to shut it off and it just keeps on going haywire on your nuts. You don't want to do that. That's really bad for your balls. You don't want to be bleeding out anywhere from the Mon Lower 4.0. You want to be able to have a chance to cut that off. So the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge. Okay. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch, can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4,000 LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shape. That's always good because you want to be able to find those hard reach areas, you know, especially whenever you're out in the bout or maybe working on your V8 engine in the dark for a crying out loud. I don't know what you do, guys do, but anyways, if you're working out on your V8 engine and everything and you just want to shave your balls, hey, that's your business. But the great thing about it is you have an uh, LED light to show those hard to reach areas that you never knew that you had before because when you get older, you never knew that you had hair before. So then, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electro- electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. No, sir. Nobody wants to see it have pubes in their mouth. No. They want to have a nice, smooth surface. They want to make it look fantastic down there they want to be able to say you know what i'm happy to go down there because of the fact that you shave with the lawnmower 4.0 and i'm proud of you so therefore i don't have no pubes in my mouth no sir not from me nope no ma'am so 
It's time to get your uh, your own ball and hair body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off plus free shipping and handling with the movie with Movie Lovers Unite at Manscaped.com and your balls will thank you. So you can say you can have a nice pair of smooth criminals down under. Exactly. <laughs> <Or Deadpool. laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the the house sequence, which is fitting because Matt's getting laid. You walk in on the sequence for Matt's getting laid, so you just timed that right. Right. You see, that's what um, I do so, here. Yeah, any, night. <laughs> anyway, um, Lindsay's brought douchebag the gun while he's using his gun at, at for another version of it, whatever. And the uh, and the best friends getting snoring some coke. And he's like freaking out, and and then he's like, and then he's like, he's just like just unloading his chest to Dexter. And Dexter's like, "Do I? I don't really have time for this. I don't want to be here." And he's teaching, and he's telling him a story of what happened on the boat about how Matt was drunk. He went to play some chicken with the boat with another guy. Both of them were drunk, and then the guy gives up, but yet Matt decides to crash the boat into the other boat. Um, and then, and then he has the, his best friend take the fall for it after they pay off the, like, I, I think giving him like a couple thousand dollars and a Rolex watch. And I think they paid off the, the jury too. Like pretty much this kind of reveals that Matt, Matt's a bad person and Dexter needs to kill him. But Dexter doesn't want to do it. He just wants to get out of how, get out of there. And then he sees one of the girls come out and he goes, and she goes, Mr. Lindsay, Becca, please don't tell my dad. If you get out of here right now, I won't tell your dad. Um, and then, and then Matt's like, "Hey, man, you want to you want to smoke?" And Jim's like, "No, can I go? Can I leave now? Like, you need to sign this uh, check." God, what? You, like, he's like being the rich, potential asshole that he is. And then eventually, the kid gets the gun, and Jim leaves. But that's not the end of that story. But go ahead, John. No. But yeah, here's the thing with that scene, though. His friend's also telling him this story while he's uh, high on cocaine and getting checked up on co- cocaine. And all all Dexter wants to do is get the signature from douchebag Matt and get in and get out. And that's it. He didn't even want to be there. Fred made him go there in the first place. And I like how Matt is over there aiming the gun everywhere and then aiming it back at Dexter, and then you have that split image to where you think that Dexter actually does something to Matt because mm-hmm. of how quick uh, Dexter reacts to him whenever the gun is pointed at his face. He hurries up, does a John Wick move on him, takes the gun, shoves the gun um, the gun handle back into yeah, his stock, nose. I think. Yeah, the stock into his face, causing him to die. And then that's just his. That's just the daydream that he had of him wanting to do that, which is something that I really want him to do. But you know, he winds up thinking back to the top thing here. I haven't killed anyone in ten years, so I'm not going to do anything to him, even though he deserves it. So he just basically lets him off with a warning, in a sense, and stuff like that too. Then after that happens, then of course we wind up seeing him once again after returning to his uh, to his cabin. And everything. This is when uh, Dexter finds someone inside and sneaks up. Behind. This is okay. This is actually after that. Basically, whenever Harrison gets. Uh, oh, okay. It must have been too soon when I described it. I guess again, I don't know. It's it's cool. Hey, it's yeah. perfectly fine though. I mean, we yeah. we covered those things yeah. and stuff like that. But De- Dexter once again the next day goes hunting with the stag and eventually finds uh finds him, 
And then this time, instead of shooting him, he approaches the stag and pets it. Suddenly, the stag is shot by a gleeful man. I knew that was going to happen. To Dexter's shock. And I, I had a feeling that a hunter or someone's going to shoot this this stag. Because yeah. the stag looks beautiful, to be honest oh, yeah. with you. I just and, knew, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'll admit I'll cut okay. my faults afterwards. It's okay. But I just had a feeling that a hunter or someone was going to kill that stag while Dexter is petting it. Because I hear of hunting accidents all the time whenever it's dealing with animals and things like that. Especially dealing in, well, in southern Mississippi and stuff like that. So I'm like, this is not a good idea. Number one, you're not wearing a safety vest to show wh- where you... Well, I don't, I'm not sure if he is wearing a safety vest or not. But, you know... I was just looking at all the all the strikes here, basically all the safety errors and stuff, and all of a sudden you see douchebag Matt just shoots the stag and kills him right in front of Dexter. The stag's uh, blood splatter goes onto Dexter, and Dexter's pissed now. Now Dexter wants to kill him for killing the stag. But also, too, what pisses him off even more, it may seem like that he's more pissed off at the stag, but it's built up with mo- a lot of emotions of him getting away with murder, which is something that Dexter can't stand. It's all rolled into one thing. All of a sudden, he winds up taking the rifle and shoves the shoves it into the uh, the stag and not the stag, but the clip into uh, into his face and causing Matt to die. And that was just something that I wasn't expecting right off the bat. I had a feeling he would kill sooner or later, but for him to be like towards the end of the episode, I feel like that was good tension build up, to be honest. But what did you think? Um, I knew the deer was going to get shot. Like I knew instantly because I've seen too many stuff, but I just figured up that close and he gets shot. Like the deer gets shot and Dexter's right there. Um, Dexter's pissed. And of course it's douchebag Matt, but when he whacked, uh, like the the blunt end of the gun to Matt, he didn't kill him there. He killed him later on. Um, so he just knocked him out. Yeah, he he just knocked him out. Well, he, it was a really hit. Well, you thought he was dead, and then Dexter cut the uh the uh, cut the deer and he, the blood. I think he was doing something with the blood, maybe like because a a a to make it help him drag the body. I guess again, I don't know. I that was that sequence or to make it weird. look like an accident where maybe, maybe. Stag attacked him or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah remember, no, yeah. Because now that I'm remembering correctly, he takes the knife, takes the same knife that he sold Matt, yeah. cuts, does an incision in his leg. Because mm. and then after that happens, uh, he goes. He's he, at first the, he wasn't expecting Matt to wake up. Then Matt wakes up. Then Matt starts ex- starts um, yelling at Dexter and everything, and telling him, "If you kill me, um, my dad's going to hear about this, and he's not going to like it." What makes you think that you can get away with it? He goes, I was a serial killer. And then he asks him another question. He goes, once again, I got away with it before. What makes you think yeah, I can I get away with it now? That was great. That, that those yeah. diners, like, that's just like, what makes you think I, this is my first time? Right. I just, I, I think, I think for that sequence, I think he just rubbed the blood on Matt's leg after he cut the deer. I don't know if he cut his leg. I think he did mm. the, uh, because you, you you would you would have seen blood when he's when when the uh, when the classic tape was like the duct tape that's on Matt you would have seen blood on the uh, on his legs so I think Dexter does that later on I think he just okay. wiped the it, he just wiped the blood on on his leg and then put the uh, knife back in his pocket 
Um, okay. Or something. Again, I don't know. But but seeing Matt wake up and then Dexter asking him what happened on the boat trip and then Matt's like, it's like, hey man, I, I didn't mean it was an accident. Okay, I did it. I did it. And then, and then he's like, and he goes, please don't kill me. And Dexter's like, I think we're way past that point. It's just pretty much, but seeing him set up the kill room again, it was just, I missed that. I really missed I that missed- because he was getting, he's finally going to get somebody. And then he, and it took him 10 years and he finally got this prick. And then, and then he goes, dude, you fucking asshole. You're like, and Dexter's like, okay. He just does it like nonchalant. Like they, cause usually in season two, he was struggling with this, putting the knife for somebody and i forgot what he said at the end but i just thought it was clever he's like okay he just killed the guy right but it also feels like a release for him Mm -hmm. like that pleasure of that is back now his dark passenger is now back um like i said dark suddenly it returns and nothing it's more like a long time since he felt the need to kill he covers the interior of his shed with plastic and straps a naked mat to the table. And <laughs> and even though the plat you can definitely tell that Dexter was definitely in a rush because he didn't really have a lot of preparation on any on where to go. Usually Dexter takes time to plan certain things out. In this case, he knew he was in a rush because remember he was trying to make sure that there was nobody that was going to come back from Matt or anything like that. So he had to hurry up, coverage up some stuff, and then come back to Matt. And then of course he winds up killing Matt on the table. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Angela winds up calling him in the middle of him trying to c- kill this guy. And this reminds me of classic Dexter. Yeah, I'll be, be over there in a few minutes. It's okay. Yep. Ladies, I'm going to tell you this. If you have, if if someone's ghosting you and not texting you, date yourself with Dexter. Because he may be in the middle of killing somebody, but at least it gives you a At least, you know, at least he actually messages you back. Telling you, hey, yeah. look, I'm busy right now. He doesn't ghost you. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also during the reveal, to Matt's blaming it on his childhood, and Dexter's like, "I watched my mother get killed in front of me." Like, like I mean, anything Matt's saying, Dexter's one up in him. Yeah, why? Well, like, well, I was adopted by Harry. And he goes, "Who's Harry?" Oh yeah, he was the guy that adopted me or whatever. And like, right? And then like, so Matt's trying to like, trying to like, trying to t- t- get Dexter not to kill him. And then Matt, the, and Matt is like, just goes, do it like him. It's like, you're not going to do it. And he's calling Dexter a coward. And he goes, too late. And it's like, and then after he needs to stabs him. And it was like, I was like, yeah. Okay. Hopefully this doesn't blow up in your face. And of course, the end of the episode kind of reveals it might, since he's rusty, um, there's some blood that was, that was in the snow that's right near the house. So that right. one's going to end. And that's how the episode ends. Well, after. Dexter well, goes and gets Harrison. Right, because also, too, he also takes the slide from a broken glass to mm-hmm. make it look like the slide that he used, used to use in the forensics office yeah. over at Miami Metro. Did he get he rid used, of it, though? I'm not, I don't remember. That part I didn't I, pay attention to. I think he did. I think, he, like you said, it's like that, that, that was the old me. This is the new me, in a sense. I mean, I don't think right. he, tr- he used it and he realized he doesn't need that mm. anymore. Hold and on, I think let me you... look. Okay. I think I have it in my notes though. Okay. Yeah, Dexter does wind up dropping it. I, I okay. look. But yeah, he winds up dropping it and cho- and then of course he winds up uh dropping it with the corpse and chops up the body, placing it in bags despite the insistence to stop. He then drives to the town, finding Harrison just as he's he's about to leave town. He confesses to being his father and decides 
to take him home. As they enter the house, blood trails are seen outside the ca- his cabin. Mm-hmm. And I think you, and, I think you even see it, but he drops the body. I think in an ice hole. I think because you see you saw an ad for the fishing ice hole competition or whatever. And I think that's where he's dropping the bodies now because there's you don't have the big. You don't have his boat, the sea of like the the slice of life anymore to just drop him in the middle of nowhere. He has to be methodical in this one. I think dropping in the ice hole mm. seems methodical enough, but also we'll too very challenging though because he doesn't have the any type of things like he used to when he was working in the forensics thing in the office because he doesn't have the syringe anymore to knock somebody out with. He's more. What's the word I'm thinking of? Not fragile, but Methodi- not methodical. But he's more no. like he's more like at vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, what what would you say? Huh? What'd you say? Sorry. Like vulnerable. Oh, vulnerable. Okay. Vulnerable. Yeah. I think that he. I think that's the perfect way of putting it because of the fact he doesn't have the slice of life. Life. He also doesn't have the syringe to knock anybody out with. He also has to use other things and to do what he needs to do. But to me, putting them in that hole, to me, I would think that I know that it's a river and stuff, but it could get linked back over to him to where it's actually kind of sloppy. But then again, we didn't see him drop know. off the body, though. That's the thing, right? Right. It, it, so we don't it, know. It is. We don't know. We, he she drove past the uh, the Christmas tree lady thing that uh, that his girlfriend and his daughter do- and her daughter were going to. He drives right past them. So we don't know if he fully. We saw the ad again. This could be a lot of misdirection too. We saw the ad, um, and then we don't know what's going to happen from here. Um, but uh, so yeah, we, he may have dropped the bodies off. He may not have. I don't know. Right. We'll find out. But then, of course, the sheriff wants to go on ahead and put up camp over there to do some investigation around Dexter's house because of the blood trails and stuff. Yeah, that's the promo for next week's episode. They're trying to find that. But let me just go back on Harrison for a second, and then after that, we'll end it after that. Um, But I like how he, he tells Harrison, look, yeah, I was once Dexter Morgan, but that's not me anymore. But I do know that I want to be want you in my life, and I do want you to be a part of my life. So he winds up taking responsibility for his son and takes him in. I can't wait to see his son opening up to Dexter on what happened with uh, him and his mom, or if his mom is still alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the mom Reed is dead. I think Hannah was the new person in this life. Um, I don't like his uh, Harrison's mo- real mom Rita. Well. She's dead. She's dead, and she's not coming back. No. I was just, like, was just saying that she's not coming back. It would be really weird if she did come back. I seriously doubt that happened, unless it's in like a memory thing, like a dream sequence, kind of like what happens, with, like sequence with Deb. But Rita's not coming back, so Hannah. I'm interested to see what it will find out from her, and um, it'd be interesting if any other characters show up, which I seriously doubt happening. But that'd be kind of cool, though. But. Right. I would like to see Angel come back or Masuka or someone. Yeah. But one thing that I liked about this, though, is there's not so many side uh, plots on this one. Like Joey. Right. Like the Joey plot or anything else. This is basically just focusing in on Dexter. Mm-hmm. And there's no side plot right now. 
So that's something I do appreciate the fact that they're doing. They're giving us just um, a life, basically the new life of Dexter Morgan and J- slash Jim uh, Lanzi. Lindsay, but yeah. there's but there's one thing that I want to mention before we go is this. There's a song that's being played at the very beginning, and it's called King of Wine Horse Town. This is whenever he's being first gets into the town and we're introduced to other people. But it says, every day is just a little wh- white lie, telling myself I'm getting by. I just stay in this room and cry. The snow, the snow, it covers up the ground, and I can't hear a single sound. I turn off the TV and go for a drive, but I can see that there's there are there's any sign of life, except this Christmas tree with blinking lights. I could could have made it, but I missed messed around. I'm a loser with a rusted crown. Scared if I jump into the ocean, I might drown. King of of a one horse town. I'm taking the king of a of a one horse town. I barely pulled my weight around. I thought about leaving, but I don't know. Wouldn't even know anywhere to go. Guess I'll stay on Desolation Row. Go get stoned and hang around. The beat of my drum in is the only sound. I would jump into the ocean, but I'd be scared I'd drown. King of a one horse town. So I like the whole entire thing of him lying, telling a little small light, white lie and covering it up on who he is. And also to, like I said, I'm going to be nerding out a little bit with the foreshadowing of the songs. <laughs> this is me and what I do, dissecting yeah. certain things. And I want to put but, out there, we do not own the rights and like the rights and lyrics to those songs. Just figure out how to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm not singing it either. I'm just quoting songs. So if I was singing it, yeah, there'd be a chance of a copyright probably striking you us, read it and seen it, it kind of sounds like the same thing but i just figured we should put that out there just in case eh, we- <laughs> <laughs> but still i mean i like this kind of stuff i dissect songs all the time whenever it comes down to movies and stuff like that doing some foreshadowing within that world and stuff so by the way that song is um like i said is one horse uh, town if you ever want to check that out so that's gonna be it for my thoughts what about you though I mean, it's a good start. I mean, we got Dexter back. That's the important thing. And it's just, it starts out great. The ending is the question. Like, okay, you're, you you redeemed it, and you got the people back. Let's end it on a right note. If you're going to end this show for real, or we're going to continue it on. Like, right. the ending is the key. So you can start out great, and I think it's gonna. It, it starts. It's in. It's interesting. It's a little weird seeing this, but I'll get used to it. But the ending nail the ending exclamation point exclamation like because don't screw don't don't get our hopes up and then chop us at the knees like dexter would like don't do that to us we're fans of the show don't ruin this because i want to i want to make sure we have a good ending and it's satisfying right this is going to be the only the last season of the show if it's not have a good ending and lead up to whatever we do another season like end on a good note that's all i want right also too i just want to point this out with the whole angela thing the cop i think it's a smart move for dexter to have a cop on his side because now he gets some insight intel on what's going on and then i wouldn't be surprised if we see him faking some blood splatter analysis to her all around his cabin and covering up some trails or something that's just my speculation going into the next episode of trying to get them off their trail. 
Yeah. They're saying, but you know what would be funny, though? It's like, I used to know this guy in Miami Metro who happens to be a blood splatter analyst. And mm. he told me the tricks of being an analyst. So let me go ahead and give you some expertise that I learned from him. As if he still has that knowledge. Again, I don't know. I can see him still having that knowledge. I don't think that's, I don't think that he's going to lose that knowledge. I think that's still stuck with him. I think it's just him covering up who he is right now because of him being in this small town, but still. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see what we have for this next episode coming up. As a matter of fact, episodes two episode is called Storm of Fuck. So that is going to be the name of this new episode coming in next week. So here's the thing, guys. If you like what we what you see here, do us a big, big favor. Give us a thumbs up. Share this with everybody. Give us a like on Facebook. Give us a like on, of course, on YouTube and stuff like that. And also, too, every every Monday now, you're going to get a Dexter after show of New Blood. So. Go ahead and join us at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time every Monday. We're going to be doing this. And also, too, on the audio podcast, if you guys are listening in, if you guys want to tune in, that's going to be the time that you guys can tune in for that. Uh, another thing, too, is tomorrow, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, I'm going to have a independent director, uh, director or producer named John Wayne the Third, And, as a matter of fact, he has a film that I'm going to be introducing as a matter of fact, I'm going to be interviewing him for his independent film tomorrow night. And so go on ahead and stay tuned for that. Wednesday night, I have I have a couple of things that I'm going to be doing. I think tomorrow night I might actually be doing a movie review on American Psycho just at 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern, at, and stuff like that at 7 o'clock Pacific Time. But do not uh, – that might actually get moved to another day. Thursday, I'll have a review for Sweet Tooth, Episode 2, Season 1 with Rossi McCree. She's going to be back on with me again because every other Thursday, we're doing a Sweet Tooth review. Then, of course, uh, that's going to be everything that you guys can find me over here for, for those episodes that we're going to be doing here for this week. Also, too, if you guys want to go on ahead and follow me underneath Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there. And then, of course, on the same brand name on Pinterest and on Instagram Instagram as well. Then if you would like to go on ahead and get an audio-only podcast of our episode, you can get that where you guys get your major podcast from. Also, too, go on ahead. Go to Good Pods. Good Pods is a great place. It's like social networking for podcasters or if you're someone that loves listening to podcasts. You can, as a matter of fact, rate individual episodes that we do here at Movie Lovers Unite. You guys can go on ahead and do that. And... Then, of course, if you guys want to, go on and follow me on Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and then under the same name on Movie Lovers Unit Zero on, on uh, TikTok as well. Then, of course, if you guys want to go on ahead and be on the show or if you're a sponsor, just go on ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere that you can reach me at and follow me at and all that other good stuff. But also, too, if you guys want to, go on ahead and donate to the pay- page. How do you do that? Just go to gofundme.com forward slash moviloverspodcast. That's how you can drop 5 to $10 uh, on this show and everything, but if you guys can't, just go ahead and smash the little subscribe button on the bottom right-hand corner to allow us to know that you guys love what we're doing here. Also, too, don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to smash that little bell in the bottom right-hand corner to allow you guys to know that we have something new dropping. As a matter of fact, we just dropped our Stranger Things trailer reaction. Well, I did. Charlie produced it, and I do thank you for that. But, anyways, that's everything that you guys can find out about here over Movie Lovers Unite. Always until next time. Thanks again, Charlie, for being my dark passenger for this mm-hmm. ride. I do appreciate it. Well, I'm the, I'm the so, start of it. Like we started this right. a year, almost a year ago. Like 
yeah, of course that was going to be a part of it. And we're not done with Dexter after this show's done. No, we still got the whole rest of the seasons to build up to. We got to go exactly. from greatness to mediocrity. <laughs> exactly. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. And I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. Thank you.